Hey guys, and welcome back to Everything With Love podcast. My name is Lydia. If you're new here, thank you so much for being here and listening and joining in. Um, Today we're going to be talking about pet loss and things that have helped me throughout my journey, um, reminders, and just kind of how to help someone who is grieving a loss. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So first, I want to say sorry if throughout this video, things are a little bit choppy and I kind of cut audios off or my voice starts cracking. Um, This is such a hard topic to talk about, Um, but we're going to get through this. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to say if you stumbled across this video because you're looking for something that'll help you throughout your journey... Um, I want to say, first of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. Trust me, I know how hard it is. And I wouldn't wish this pain on anybody. I lost my cat a month ago on June 26th. And it's been the hardest thing. I've ever gone through in my life um so trust me I know how you're feeling nobody can truly know what you're going through and your relationship with them but hopefully this can help you and me feel better or feel less alone or just help you throughout your journey and I'm sorry my voice sounds like this it's just oh it's so hard to talk about and I just want to help other people who are in the same position and I know when I was first going through this I was looking for podcasts that would hopefully help and you know talk about pet loss and just anything that would help me ease my mind So that's why I wanted to make this video. Um, But yeah, I've tried to do different things. And I've put together kind of a list and an outline of things I wanted to talk about. Um, So first, I want to talk about things that have helped me. First and foremost, just letting myself feel everything. I know those first couple days, those first few days, are so hard. I feel like I can't stop crying when I'm talking about this. I hope that's not bothering you, but it's just real. It's it's how I'm feeling, and I feel like I can't talk about anything without thinking about him and how hard it's been but I think just letting myself be sad and cry and feel my feelings and just kind of not hold back and suppress my tears has helped me and I know that won't be the case for everybody because you 
have to go to work and life moves on and there's things you got to get done and sometimes you have to put on a strong face and get things done. That's life, unfortunately. Um, I was lucky enough for this to happen while I'm on summer break. I work at a school, so I don't go back until August. So luckily I've had this time to just wallow in self-pity and (laughs) cry it out whenever I'm feeling it. So I definitely think that's helped. But if that's not your case, take the time to feel everything and cry it all out. Trust me, that has made me feel so much better. It doesn't fix everything, but Getting that out has really helped me. So along with all the crying and feelings and emotions, I also wanted to look back at all the pictures and videos that I had of him. Um, Just putting myself back in that situation and feeling all of that. And not only that, but saying their name out loud, um, talking to them as if they're still here. Um, I don't know if with your relationship you would talk to your pet at home, but we always did. We created little personalities for them, so we still do that on a daily basis to this day and pretend we're either talking to him or he's talking to us and I know it seems crazy, but that has helped. And saying their name out loud has helped me realize that this is real. And we can get through this. And we can only move forward from here. I swear that first, like, month that's gone by felt like a blur like I everything feels mushed together like I don't really remember a lot of things um I'm sure you guys could probably relate if you've gone through this um but I started looking up like TED talks and like videos about pet loss and grief um there's a few good TED talks that really helped me Another resource that I thought really helped was just looking up TikToks on pet loss and grief. Um, You'll find a lot of other people who have also lost their pet and are going through the same thing. And although it's never easy to watch and go through, you kind of feel less alone. And you can kind of find comfort in that. Um, As well as different tips and things to kind of just ease your mind about your situation. Um, books and podcasts, like the one that I'm making right now, um, about this has also helped me. Um, I read a book about the loss of a dog, and it's from the dog's point of view. And 
I swear I was crying the whole time. But it was so good. I'm going to leave it in the description box. Um, but I recommend you to read it. It kind of helped me open my eyes to their point of view and helped ease the pain a little bit. Another thing that helped me was journaling and kind of writing down my thoughts and love letters to him and just things I wanted to say to him and just kind of clearing my mind of all the thoughts that have been in my head because I know, especially in the beginning, like there's just so much going on in my head that I just needed to get everything out. And writing down all my feelings and just getting all that out really helped me. I think that was something that helped me the most. And of course, it's going to be different for everybody. But I've never even been like the type of person to write things down or journal or any of that. But for some reason, doing that really helped me. Another thing I recommend is just kind of having somebody to talk to or some kind of support system. Um, for me, it was my husband. Um, randomly, I'll just be crying and he'll know exactly why I'm crying. And it's good to have him to talk to because he knows exactly what I'm going through. And I can just talk freely and share my thoughts with him and memories and just kind of getting that out as the feelings come up. Because you'll notice it's like a wave of feelings like sometimes you feel it more than others and sometimes you're okay and then... Sometimes you're just completely not, and that's normal, and it's okay. Um, but also, giving myself time to be by myself has also helped me. Um, so I think just whatever works for you, and, you know, if you need to seek outside support or help or whatever that looks like for you, do what you think is right for you because nobody can tell you the best way to grieve or invalidate your feelings like you're valid to feel exactly what you're feeling without judgment and you can do whatever is right for you don't forget that like Whatever you need to do to feel better, do that. Whether that's laying in bed until 3 in the afternoon, only getting up for a snack or going to the bathroom, that's absolutely okay. So the last thing I want to say about this part is if you need to adopt another pet, whether that's right after, a week after, month after, that is okay to do. You have to do what feels right for you. And 
in my situation, I have two cats right now. Leo was our third one. Um, and I think they've been a huge help to have. If they weren't here, I would feel so alone. And seeing them and playing with them and having them to take care of and get me out of bed every day, I think has helped me and helped get into a routine again and not get back to normal, but helped me move, not move on, but get back into normal life, whatever normal is after this. So, yeah, that's what I want to say about this. Um, we can go ahead and move on to the next part that I'd like to talk about, which is reminders. Okay, part number two, reminders. Number one, don't take anything personally. Um, I know when you're grieving, it can be different for everybody. So sometimes people want others to reach out to them and send them their condolences and, you know, comfort them and support them for whatever they need. Other people want to be left alone. Like in my case, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to get through this on my own and feel what I need to feel. And I don't want the pressure of having to talk to people and respond to people and get back to people. And that just puts more stress on me. And that was so important in my healing process. But if you're the type of person that needs that support, try not to take anything personally. Just because some people can say the wrong thing, they can say, you know, you're expressing the loss of your pet. And they're like, oh yeah, I lost my pet. And kind of make things about them. And maybe they don't mean to do that. They just, you know, want to comfort you or make you feel like they've been in that position before and that, you know, things will be okay. But in that case, like sometimes people don't know exactly the best thing to say. And I know you're feeling so many emotions, but try not to take it personal and be offended in that way because I don't think people have a bad intention when trying to comfort someone when they're grieving. Um, another thing I wanted to say is grieving just has no timeline and I've heard this so many times, but it's true. Like, you have to do what feels best for you. And like I said before, sometimes things are going to feel okay and like they're getting better. And, you know, you're dealing with this okay. And then the next second you're on the floor crying and upset. And that's okay too. It's going to come in waves there's there's no right or wrong way and you kind of just have to do what you feel is right the last reminder i wanted to talk about was just that everything's going to be okay 
Um, I know it feels like things aren't right now, but eventually they'll be okay, and you'll be able to smile more than you cry when you think about them. And I know it seems like those it's years away from being able to do that, or like you'll never be able to do that. But it's gonna come, and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for you and anyone else who's going through something similar, because it's so hard. And some people just like to invalidate your feelings and. Maybe they'll say, you know, losing a pet is so much less of a burden on your heart than losing a human, which is absolutely ridiculous. I hate when people say that. I hate when people compare griefs and I don't think it's okay. And again, try not to take things personally and... You know, if there's people in your life that are saying that, then maybe they shouldn't be in your life or you need to come up with some boundaries because that's not fair to you or your animal and you got to do what's best for you ultimately because it's your life and you're the one going through this and living through this and feeling all of this. So whatever feels right to you is what you should do so the next part I want to talk about is things that I've realized that helped me through this journey and I want to acknowledge first of all that I know different people have different spirituality religion mindsets so take this with a grain of salt this is just what has helped me and what I've been going through this past month. Um, So, you know, take what makes sense to you, leave what doesn't. But first thing I want to say is knowing that my pet chose the time, day, reason, and who they wanted to be with when they passed um, is something that I come to terms with while doing my research um and I truly believe that animals chose this and I know that can be a hard thing to wrap your head around so again take this with a grain of salt but I've kind of find comfort in knowing that this is what they wanted um and that I've done what I could do to help that and whether you believe that or not you know knowing that they're always with me wherever I go and seeing signs that they're still there just gives me comfort um that's truly helped me I look for signs everywhere and after Leo passed we started going on more walks um just to kind of clear our minds and get out of the house because it can get really dark in here and you know your mind 
is so cluttered and you really need that vitamin D to help you feel better. So I was like, all right, I need to get out of the house. Um, But we started going on more walks and there's always this yellow butterfly that's always in the same area of where we walk. And we would see it almost every time we would go out there and we'd notice it because it was this big, beautiful butterfly. And um, we seen him yesterday. I say him because I'm referencing him as Leo, but I took pictures of him and videos and he even let me touch him on his wings. And I was like, oh my gosh, that has to be him, you know? Um, but yeah, and I know looking for signs and things like that, um, they help you communicate with your pet on the other side. So the more you acknowledge those signs and stop questioning them, the more signs you'll get from them because they know that they're getting through to you and you're thinking of them when you see them and they put in all this work to show you this sign and you're acknowledging it. So I try to do that as much as possible. So one of the steps of grief is guilt, um, which unfortunately it's natural to feel guilt with the passing of your pet. Um, But knowing that your pet loves you no matter what and has no negative feelings towards you about their passing is another reminder and realization that I've had because before Leo passed, he stopped eating and... I'm the type of person where I don't like to ask for help. I think I can do everything on my own and do my research and be sure that things will work itself out. And I try to help him as much as I could. But you still feel a sense of guilt. And... Reminding myself that it's natural to feel this and that he loves me no matter what. And he knows that I had the best intentions for him. And that, you know, he doesn't feel any anger towards me has helped me feel a little bit better. I mean... It's never easy, but that's something that's helped me as well. And if you've had to put your animal down through euthanasia like we had to, um, know that you gave your animal peace because you ended their pain and their suffering and you chose their happiness and their well-being over yourself. Because we can be really selfish by 
wanting them to be here, you know, as long as we can have them. But sometimes that puts them through pain even more. So I've found comfort in this decision because I've realized I chose them. I chose him over myself wanting him here and by not forcing him to be here when they were ready to go. And they know that you have the best intentions for them while they were alive. So it wouldn't be any different when they're passing. You've always had the best intentions for them and every choice that you make for them. Another realization that I've had was that animals, all animals, live in love, unconditional love, which is why they've been able to trust again after going through horrible things. I've heard so many stories of animals going through such horrible, horrible things in their previous ownership and others, you know, adopting them and giving them such a great life after that. And we can't change things that they've gone through before us, but we can give them a better life here with us and make the rest of their lives as good as they possibly can be. And we thought Leo had also gone through something not so great before when we adopted him from Petco just because he's always been really timid with us and um, he's such a loving cat or he was such a loving cat and you can tell that he you know didn't trust people but he started to trust us and he had so much love to give despite what he's been through and you know sometimes we'll never know what they've gone through but we tried to give him as much love as we could and be patient with him and understanding with him and that just proves how much love animals have and how trusting they can be even after going through something so horrible with people. And I'm just so thankful that he trusts us and loved us as much as he did. Something else I wanted to touch on, which I know you've probably heard before, was that Animals come in your life for a reason and they leave once they've taught you the lesson that they're meant to bring to you. Um, so this lesson, you know, might come to you after they've passed, I feel like in my case. Um, but just reflect during this time and appreciate that they were in your life at all. Um, we adopted Leo when he was already five. Um, 
and he passed away right before his ninth birthday. We weren't exactly sure when his ninth birthday really is, but he was around eight or nine when he passed away, so we didn't have as much time with him as we would have wanted. But learning to just appreciate the time that you did have with them and whether that was a short time or a long time, you know, I'm just so thankful that he came into my life. The time spent with him was worth it no matter how short or long and it is better to have loved and lost than to not have loved at all. And that's something that I keep telling myself. Um, Because there's that question that comes up that was like, you know, would you rather have not ever had him in your life ever, period? But it's like, no, I would do it all over again and go through the same pain to even be able to love him for a day. And I know other people can relate to this and feel the same way. So, again, just know that you're not alone. So the last realization I wanted to touch on was just the fact that we are put on earth to feel emotions we're put on this earth to feel all of these emotions and it's just a part of living the human experience and you know feeling this pain like for me I have never lost someone close to me like that in my life so this has been a completely new learning experience for me And reminding myself that, you know, I'm here to feel everything. I'm here to feel heartbreak, happiness, euphoria, sadness, all of that. And just knowing that it's a part of my journey and my experience has given me a little bit more of an understanding of my life and why things happen the way that they happen and when they're supposed to. Um... And just knowing that, you know, there is no sunshine without rain, you know, there's always a little bit of darkness in all of the light and vice versa, you know, because if, you know, things are happy and dandy all the time, you know, we would never appreciate the value of those moments if we had never experienced negative ones. And I don't know, it's just been a huge eye-opening moment for me. And I just want to grow from it and be okay with, you know, this new life. And getting back to this new normal So the next thing I want to talk about is how to help someone who's grieving. Um, Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you know somebody who's going through pet loss. 
um, and you're wondering how to help or support them, um, one thing I would recommend would be just to kind of check up on them in the morning or throughout the day or the week or a few days um, with a text or a phone call if they're up for that. Um, but just making sure that they know that there's no pressure to respond and keep this conversation going because sometimes that's the last thing that they want to do is feeling the pressure of having to respond back to so many different people or, you know, feeling like a chore needs to be done. You know, like when people are going through something like this, they don't want to do anything. Um, or there's some people that just want to be kept busy, but in my case, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, but yeah, just having, you know, them know that you're there for them if they need to talk or bring things up or meet up or whatever it is. Um, that's something that I would recommend. And depending on the person, um, this next suggestion would be asking if it's okay to come over and, you know, bring or cook food or help them clean up or do laundry or just do basic things like that. Taking out the trash, I don't know. Depending on the person, this might be, you know, an inconvenience, but to some other people it might be super helpful. Um, but... Then again, just communicating with them um, without any pressure and just knowing that, you know, there's someone there for them when they need it and having somebody to talk to um, or even, you know, offering to take them out to eat or maybe, you know, getting outside they haven't left in a few days or um, just whatever they're interested in, something that'll help boosts their mood and you know you know them better than anyone else so kind of just reaching out and seeing if they're okay okay we've made it to the last part of this podcast Whew. I have been an emotional roller coaster throughout this episode so thank you for still being here if you're listening um but pet memorial ideas is what we're going to be talking about next. So um, something that we got done was a clay paw print keepsake. Um, so they did this at the veterinarian that we took him to. And they did it for us and kind of, you know, called us back to come pick it up once it was ready. But oh my gosh, I love it so much. And it sits right here on my nightstand, and anytime I see it, I think of him, and it's, I think it's better to have something for them, and even though when you see it, you may be sad or not be okay, one day it's gonna make you happy and make you smile, so... I'm just looking forward to that moment and I'm so lucky to have that because, you know, having anything 
of him that reminds me of him or that I can touch or feel and think of him has made me feel better. Um, The vet we took him to also kept some of Leo's hair in a little glass jar for us. And that was like the first thing we had left of him. Um, So that has also helped as well. I know in some cases it's not available for everybody you know they may pass unexpectedly or you weren't able to get that so there's other things that you can do that I'll get into in just a bit um but another common one that I see is people you know saving their pet's ashes um and either keeping that in their house or somewhere close to them Um, but I've also seen that you can also use their ashes or their hair, um, to create jewelry or keychains. Um, that way you can keep them close to you wherever you go in a tangible item. Um, so I've seen a lot of these things, like if you do a Google search or if you look up on the Etsy app, um, pet memorial cremation or... Um, personalized things like that you can find a few options and different price points Um, you basically send them um, their ashes or their hair and they can create something memorable for you so um, if that's something that sounds appealing to you you can also go that route Um, but again for some people who aren't able to do that or it's simply out of the budget or it's just not something for you. Um, Something else that I've been looking into is purchasing or creating your own artwork of them. Um, So I've also seen like on different apps and websites and stuff, digital drawings of them um, making a painting of them or a clay model of them, which also sounds like a great idea. I haven't done this, but, um, I was thinking about it. Um, they also have, like, mini stuffed animal replica type things that you can find. Um, some of them are fairly expensive, though, so just keep your eye out and options open as you're searching for things like the, like this. Um, But those are also some good options. Um, Something that I wanted to do, just haven't gone around to doing it yet, is planting a flower or a tree in memorial of them. So um, my idea for this was getting, you know, one of those clay pots that um, you can find at like Home Depot or Lowe's or something and decorating that um, with either pictures of them or drawings of them or... um, painting things that remind you of them, um, or different things like that, and kind of decorating it to your liking, and, um, just using that to remember your pet, and taking care of it each day, um, can kind of help you as well, and, you know, every time you see it, you'll think of them, and eventually it will get easier, And the last suggestion that I have is 
donating or volunteering at local animal shelters or rescues. Um, we haven't done this yet, but we have in the past, um, you know, going to different rescues or shelters and just kind of asking if we could spend time with them and petting them. And, you know, these animals that are here, they don't have a lot of people who can just sit here and pet them and play with them all the time. So exposing them to new people and getting them familiar with new people is always a good thing. Um, or if you don't have the time, you know, you can always donate resources. A lot of rescues um, have Amazon wish lists or things that they're in need of that you can ultimately donate to help, um, like beds, food, toys, things like that. So that's also an option. So that is it for this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening in. I hope you feel at least a little bit better in your journey and just know that you're not alone and do what feels best for you. And again, I'm so sorry for your loss and I know how hard it is, but it'll get better and I'm hopeful for us and into my little Leo baby, my little angel baby. Um, this is for you, and I love you, and I miss you, and you were the sweetest boy, and I'm gonna love you forever. And I'm sorry you're not here anymore, but I'm glad you're not in pain or suffering anymore. And that's kind of how I look at it. And you're the best boy. I'm so glad we had the time with you that we did. And I'm so glad you chose me to be your mom and allowed me into your life and gave me the time to be with you. And thank you for everything, for all the love and all my cuddles and the lessons. And everything you've taught me. And. I just miss you. But. I love you. For anyone who's struggling throughout their journey. Feel free to. Message me. You can find me on Instagram. At. Everything with love. So that's. Everything W-L-O-V-E. Um, you can message me there. You can email me everything w love at gmail dot com. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. And again, I'm so sorry. And I hope this has helped you.
because I feel like it's helped me in a way. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.